Welcome to the VIP Show Podcast. This is Jose Aristimuño, bringing you the biggest names in the game of business, entrepreneurship, and life to help you level up, get inspired, and become the most successful you. You already know the VIP Show. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the VIP Show. It's your host, Jose Aristimuño. With us today, I got a great friend. You know, I like to call him like the Amazon magician, the e-commerce king. I mean, there's so many, so many names and acronyms that I can say to to describe Seth Kinnick. Seth is a, is a great friend. He's the founder of Just One Dime, and let me just say this right straight up from the bat: you need somebody to either train you, help you, how to build uh, your own Amazon store. You need somebody to do it for you. Seth Kinnick is the guy for the job. Seth on the line with me right now on the VIP show. Seth, what's going on, brother? I feel like I just got announced for a fight and my adrenaline is rushing through my veins, man. You make a great announcer. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I'm working, I'm working on my Canelo you know, uh, introduction in Vegas. <laughs> I'm doing good. And thank you so much, Jose, for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's an honor, man. Thank you, brother. Um, look, I tell you, know, I, I like to use this show as a, as a place where my artists can really just get value, right? Just like yeah. straight to the core, transparent, no bullshit. Excuse my language. I just want to just yeah. get right to the core. Um, 2020 was a tough year for a lot of people, man. I mean, yeah. COVID hit 550,000 deaths on my heart goes out to so many people. I know people. We all got family, yeah. friends who, who yep. were taken from us too early because of COVID. And, you know, not only that, but businesses got hit. So many businesses, physical businesses, restaurants, Yep. cinemas, you know, you name it, gyms got closed down because of this. Um, I don't care what zip code you're in, what city you're in, even if you're in the United States or internationally, you know, or you've seen, you know, somewhere where you live, businesses that are no longer there, right? You see the sign outside for lease, for sale. So it's a big deal. So we will, we would be doing a disservice to our community, to our people of this world, if we do not teach them how to adapt to this new economy. Because the, the, the new digital economy is here. It was here before, but guess what? After COVID, there's no other economy but the digital economy. Exactly. And you're one of those guys that is leading the way to, I mean this from the heart, man, to save America, to save the world, right? So I want to start right there. How do people How do people survive in this new economy using what you know that is e-commerce, Amazon, and, and so much yeah. more. Yeah. And I love, to, I love to begin in answering that. I love asking people this question. It's a rhetorical question. I always ask them, okay, so if you look at the last 12 months of revenue, just look at all the sales in retail, both brick and mortar and online. I love to ask people, what percentage do you think was online versus brick and mortar? And usually people say something like, oh, I bet it was 60%. I bet it was 80% online. Jose, it was only 14.3%. Wow. 14.3. I mean, that is like mind melting. If you yeah. go look up the U.S. Law Bureau, you will see it is 14.3% was online. So we are seeing the biggest movement of wealth since the beginning of time. That is not an exaggeration. Economists are scratching their heads. Yeah. I mean, even the guy who came out with the new Great Depression um, this guy, he wrote this book. His name is James, Rickard, James Rickards. He's an economist and he studied this in depth. He's like, this is unbelievable how much money is moving to the online space. Mm -hmm. So here's the crazy thing. 
all of these brick and mortar retail stores shut down, but Amazon sales went up during COVID. So it was this huge, weird shift. While some people are literally committing suicide out of depression, other people are making bank. And it creates a really conflicted feeling inside of me because on one side, you see the misery and the sorrow, but on the other side, like, man, people who are in the right place, they have a huge advantage. They have a massive advantage because they're where the money is moving towards. 100%, man. No, and I, and I, and I think that's a perfect introduction to, to, this, to this show and to this episode because you, you said it. I mean, and the people who are making money, who are making bank, like you said, they can actually now help the people who need the help the most. So, exactly. you know, there's, there's this thing that we got to tell people, I want everybody on this show to make a lot of money so they can go help the people who, who you know, who need the guidance um, right. to bring them to this side of the world, right, the digital world. Amen. You know, Seth, tell me, tell me, you know, because I know this story. You and I have been friends for a while. I know the story behind Just One Dime, and I love it. I love it. I want you to share, you know, share with my viewers and, and my listeners, if you don't mind, yeah. How was the concept just one dime born? I got really mad. I got really angry. I got really pissed off. And I think sometimes we underrate the value of negative emotions, but negative emotions drive people. If I feel like my life is going to end, I'll do whatever it takes to save my life. If I feel like my finances are going to go to hell, then I'm going to do whatever it takes to save my finances. And I got to a point where I was so tired of the the, the bureaucracy of corporate companies. Look, I'm not against corporations, but there are inside some corporations, managers and um, contexts where if you don't do a lot of butt kissing, you won't get anywhere. And I was tired of it. The value I was giving was not recompensed in my paycheck and I got discouraged and it started impacting my marriage. It impacted my parenting. It impacted how I managed my finances. I mean, even my wife's dog didn't like me. And he was, you know, a little snippy dog, but still, that's not a good thing. If your wife's dog doesn't like you, that's not a good sign. <laughs> uh, they, they say they got, they got good intuition, right? They can sense. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so I got to a point, I worked for the richest company in the world. It's Apple. Now, I don't blame Apple. Apple taught me a lot, but in, on my team, my manager made my life miserable. And so I decided at one point after a meeting, I'm done. Like I have to find a new way. Now I didn't, I wasn't stupid. I didn't just fire my boss, leave and go out and try to, learn how to become an entrepreneur. And this happened when I was in my mid thirties. So I didn't discover entrepreneurialism at 18 or 20. I was in my mid thirties and I realized I'm going nowhere. What am I going to do? And so I kept my job and every evening I could, and every weekend I could, mm -hmm. I set out walking around the streets here in Austin with this idea that if you take one dime and you double it 20 times, it is over $100,000. Mathematically, this is true. And wait, so wait, just- wait. I want to make sure. Let me make yeah. it quick because that, that's yeah. important. <laughs> so you, you take a dime, right? Because this, this perplexes my mind. You take a dime and you multiply it 20 times. So if, if you keep you doubling, doubling. You so like one seven, dime, two, then 20, four, then eight. 40. Exactly. It, it's, over, it's like $104,000 in some sense. And I got to over $400 just talking to random people. Now, some people say, Seth, that's kind of dumb. Like, why didn't you start with $100? Why didn't you start with 10? It would save you a lot of time. And the reason, Jose, is I knew my biggest problem was not around me. My biggest problem was inside. I had to take ownership for what I had. And I've always believed in this concept. If I can be faithful with little, then I can learn to be faithful with much. 
but I need to start with little Ooh, discussion. Hold on, hold on, you're dropping bombs, man. Hold on, you can't just <laughs> say things like that and expect me to just, just keep you going. Hold on, hold on, everybody listen up. I, I got to repeat this. I, I might have to do this in Espanol too. Um, so you have to have faith when you have little and you got to have faith when you have a lot, right? Did I kind of, is that basically what it is? You kind of butchered it. Let me say it again. Como se dice in Espanol? But here's here's it is. I had to learn to be faithful with little if yeah. I wanted to learn to be faithful with much. So, so, so let's talk about that concept. That's important. Yeah. Does, does that mean does that mean that you have to just be faith like be thankful, be grateful, or is it just like when you have a little, just keep pushing through, just expand exactly. on that a little bit? Exactly. In other words. Okay, let me go back. My relationship with, I think people's relationship with money is very important. Mm-hmm. I think people don't realize, they don't just have a relationship with their boyfriend, their girlfriend, their spouse, their kids, their dog, their whatever. They have a relationship with money. My relationship with money was very bad. We got divorced many times. We had a lot of breakups and recovering or breaking. Like it was terrible. So I realized something. I need to be able to start with something small and diligently double that and reinvest and reinvest and reinvest Before I can think, oh, well, I'm going to start with $100 or $1,000. It was my own lack of self-discipline and how I manage my money. I needed to discipline me. And I knew it would be easier to start with something small than something big. And the reason I think this principle is so important is people, they get scared. They get overwhelmed. How much money do I have to have to start an Amazon? How do I know if it's the right product? How do I know if the competition isn't just going to gobble me up for lunch? Well, here's the answer. You start with the first step and you start with something small and you build it from there. And that's what I had to do to make sure I was ready for bigger things. So, okay. Crazy. I mean, I mean, this, listen to this guys, this guy, you know, Seth took a dime, double it, you know, and you made 400 bucks in how, how long was it? Was that in a day, a couple of days? How long did it take it you to get to several, the It took me several months. I several had to go months. out. A lot of people said no. A lot of people thought I was crazy. Like I just, and, and that was part of it too. I realized I need to learn how to handle rejection and not take it personally. Yeah, 100%. I need to learn how people to say no. If one door closes, guess what? That means another door has opened for me. <laughs> That's right. It's true. It's true, man. It's true. No, no, I applaud you for that. Um, okay. So you start, you started just one dime uh, company and then, that's the concept that sort of catapulted you to, to get it done. Do you like, do you, do you make, create your own Amazon store first? And then that became really successful. And then you use it as a model to now train people and build them for like, you know, build their own stores. Or like, how did that go? Talk to me a little bit about uh, that concept. Great question. So once I got to $400, I took that and I used that to buy my first product, which is cremation urns. You hang them around your neck, like a necklace. And you can put with a little cap urns inside for like the ashes of a loved one or a pet that died. And so I started selling those and on eBay, they did terrible. Then I started selling them on Amazon. They did really well. What I didn't know at the time, Jose, is no one else was selling that style of cremation urn on Amazon, which is why it took off. Yeah. Which I kind of very niche, very specific, you know, very niched, very niche. And some people ask me, why would you start with, you know, urns? That's weird. You're right. It is. I wanted to start with physical fitness, outdoor sports, because I like to work out. I'm a very physically active person. That's what I like. But there was so much competition on eBay there. I thought, wait, let me go to the most unlikely categories. So I go to eBay. I click on that little drop down. It shows you all the categories. Mm-hmm. And I notice one of them and it says cemetery. I was like, okay, that is the most unlikely category I would ever pick. I'm picking that one. And I had to learn to find the niches, the riches are in the niches. I knew most the riches are in the niches. He's, he's dropping another bomb. Hold on. <laughs> the fans ready. That's right, man. That's right. The, the, the riches are in the niche. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. 
Okay. So, all right. So you built, you started doing that. Now, when you said that you, you used those 400 bucks to buy your first product, you just bought a bunch of those and then resold them or you did drop shipping. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, no, didn't do any drop shipping. So I bought them on DHgate. It's a supplier website. I listed those on eBay. They didn't do well. I listed them on Amazon. They started selling 10 times a day and I had really good profits. So as soon as they started selling, I bought more and I bought more and I bought more. What's a good profit? What's a good profit margin in a, in a product? You know, maybe the depends, right? 40%, 40% before any PPC advertising costs is really good. If you have 40% after your landed costs, after manufacturing, shipping, and any customs when the product is shipped into Amazon, mm-hmm. if you have 40%, that gives you room to play with. Because you can run advertising, bring it down to 20%. But as your advertising is optimized and your listing gets better, your costs go down and you can get closer and closer back to that 40%. But as a general rule, 40% is really good. Gotcha. Awesome. And thank you for so much value, brother. And being yeah, so man. Absolutely. open to, to this, you know, to this conversation. Um, so how much money did you make with that single product on average or something per the, the did you do did you sell that one product just for months, for years? Like when did you decide to sort of branch out? Yeah, I don't I don't remember the exact number. I could tell you it was several thousand, and that's when I started branching out. So are you familiar with the the gun, the cash cannon that shoots money? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course okay. I do. Yeah, I was I the first one to bring that to Amazon. Oh wow, man. <laughs> that's that's some cool stuff. Yeah, that got me up to twenty thousand a month selling that. And my profit margin just that, that one, just that one gun, just that one product. Just that one gun. And I was still selling the urns. I started selling other kinds of urns. I started selling accessories. I created my own necklace type business, which uh-huh. had them on Facebook group. I started running ads on Facebook. Like I was just all in, man. And yeah. and I blew past the hundred thousand dollar mark, which was my goal before I knew it. And I don't say that to you make a hundred thousand mark. Is that like, like you just wanted to make a hundred thousand dollars, like profit, pure profit, profit, profit. How, how long did that take you? Profit. Yeah. Profit, like money in my pocket, a hundred thousand profit. How long did and that take you? That took me just under six months. Wow. That's big, dude. And I, and I didn't, here's the thing though. I didn't notice it until later. I was tracking it for a while, but then I became so obsessed about the business. One day it just hit me. I was like, Oh my goodness, KK. I was like, my wife I told my wife, like, look, we blew past a hundred thousand. Like I didn't even notice it anymore. I had started to that idea was fading because I was so focused on bringing value. When you focus on the value, man. The money just yes. follows. When you focus exactly. on the money first, done. Exactly, exactly. And I and I tell people that so much. They're like, well, how do you do it? I'm saying it's fine. You want to be a millionaire? You can do it. You can. But how do you do it? You find a problem and you fix the problem. And if you focus on being valued to others, now your identity doesn't depend on how many followers, though it's nice to have followers, or how much money you have or what kind of car you drive. Those are like the results. Those are like the the after fruits. Mm -hmm. The greatest joy is the growth you receive as a person and the value you bring to others when you see that you're enriching their life. And that results, of course, they're going to throw money at you because you're bringing value. Man, wow. I mean, I, I that's amazing. I mean, well said, brother. That That's really what it is. Like, I really like, and this is why, you know, every time you and I have these sort of conversations, yes, we're talking about Amazon, we're talking about the digital world, but we're talking about just changing people's lives, man, making an impact, because that's the beautiful exactly. thing about entrepreneurship. Not only can you spend um spend time with your wife with your family whenever you want right you can come visit in miami um <laughs> but not only can you do that but then you you get to change the world and make money in the process so yeah. that that's amazing man how many okay so i know so you know going back going back to amazon you you teach people uh how to build their stores and then you do it for yes. them yeah tell me the difference sort of like 
like how much does it just give me an idea? Because I want there, there are people on the, that are listening to this yeah. podcast right now that I know that I want to get involved with this. Absolutely. Like how much does that cost? How does that work? Yeah. And first, I just want to bring the bridge to this point. Mm-hmm. So we started selling. I started talking to a few people. Hey, you should try Amazon. Here's how it's working for me. I would show them my sales. Like, wow, this is really cool. Could you teach me? And I just started sharing that with people just for free, just for fun. And then it started taking up so much time. I thought, you know, I can't keep doing this indefinitely. I need to start charging. So I started charging 20 an hour, then 25 an hour, then 30 an hour, and I kept charging more and more. And finally, I said, okay, I need help. And that's when I turned to my son, Josiah, who was 14 at the time. And I said, you want to help me build this business? I think there's a really huge community who could use training. The more we learn, we'll teach it to them. And so he said, sure. And so he became a 10% owner at that time. We went to Bennu Coffee Shop, which back then was Dominican Joe's here in Austin. We sat down and we wrote up our whole plan and we made a promise. We're not leaving the coffee shop until we have our plan in place. And it has to be scalable so it doesn't take up all the time of the day where I'm only getting paid when I'm working. I would like to get paid when I'm sleeping as well, just like I do on Amazon. And that's when just when Dime was born and we began to teach people how to sell on Amazon. And then over time, we noticed there was a market for building stores for people. Now, here's the the really key point, Jose. Mm -hmm. A lot of people ask me this question. Well, Seth, what makes you guys different than other companies doing this? Mm -hmm. When we build stores for people, this is not drop shit, brother. This is private label brand building. In other words, we find the product, we source the product, we better initiate the product, we run the, we do everything and it's their own brand. And the investor owns the store 100%. We receive some of the revenue on a sliding scale. So it's set up so we cannot make more money than they do. And we make no money if they have no profit. That way there's incentive for both sides. They invest. Mm-hmm. And then we take our many years of combined experience and we build that out for them as a private label brand on Amazon. And because it's growing so fast, it's just like, it, it's like a rocket, man. It, it's unbelievable. I love it, man. I, 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 you know, I, I guess maybe this depends on many products, but how much do you need to invest for somebody who wants to have a store built for them with their brand private label, that type of stuff? Yep. Great question. You will need between forty-five dollars and $60,000. Mm-hmm. And that includes the fees for us doing it. That includes the products themselves. That includes the advertising, the everything. Forty-five to sixty grand all in, we build that out. And the goal, and this is a realistic goal, is that by 18 months, you're at $1 million in revenue, minimum 30% profit margin. Damn, that's pretty good. I mean, 18 months, I mean, it goes by quick, man. And, I mean, and, that, and you're saying that's a realistic, that's not like a crazy fan. That's a realistic. We've done, we've done much better than that. We've done much worse than that. That's realistic. Yeah. I love it, man. And I know that's, and then thank you for being transparent. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, and then if you want to teach somebody how to do it, how many students do you guys have? And then how much does that cost more or less? Yeah. So to date, we've trained over 10,000 students in over 150 countries. Mm-hmm. And we currently, the there's three different tiers. So you can get in at $1,000 for just the training. You can get in at $2,000 for training, plus a lot of live group coaching in a community. Or you can get the premium, which is $4,000, which includes one-to-one sessions, everything else. Plus, we find you three potential products. Plus, we have a team in China in a warehouse where we actually find you a supplier for one of your products. And you can work with the team to bring those suppliers to you. And that's a big pain point for a lot of people. You know, how do I know this is a supplier that I can trust, or I can work with? Mm-hmm. Well, we have people on the ground. These are not contractors. These are employees of Just One Night. They're on salary 
This isn't like someone who works for other people. They work for us only. They are, we have a team in China who does this full time. What they do is they find the supplier for the student. So the student knows who do I talk to in order to get my product sourced. And that's the highest level, which is tier three, which is so people, so you guys can streamline the process so they can just get, get right to it, exactly. execute, apply what they've already learned um, yeah. from you guys, man. That's, I, I, that's a great model, man. Um, tell me, you know, so does that, does COVID and the pandemic, does that affect anything with like relationship with, with China, like in terms of like yes. getting the products here and all that type of stuff? Yes. Unlike what many people think, and I'm not making a political statement when I say this, the tariffs that Trump instituted actually made things better. Because what's happened now is China is fighting harder to have our business and it gives us more negotiating power because they were concerned about losing business. In fact, in some situations, the Chinese government was giving grants to businesses to keep them going, to keep their economy going. And when someone would say, man, I don't know, the tariff fees are so high, the Chinese supplier was like, okay, cool. Well, let me do this. Let me give you a better discount because I want your business. So in many ways, it actually helped. However, now I'm going to split that coin. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about 2020. The shipping prices have gone up 15 to 20%. So that has made it much more difficult. And getting products through customs has become more difficult because the restrictions are higher because of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to sell a product that goes on your body or in your body, it is more difficult to get it through customs than if it's just any other, you know, like a, you know, a necklace or a necklace or a bracelet or a cuff or, you know, a bottle or something physical that you can hold. So it has made the challenge greater. Now, what I always tell people is they're like, well, why should I enter into selling an Amazon? Two reasons. Number one, our sales have only grown since COVID hit. They haven't gotten worse because more people are buying from home because they're afraid to go out into the street. Second, it's a level playing field. That means if my shipping prices have gone up 15, you know, 12%, their shipping prices are as well. So technically, like if you look at it from that perspective, it might make it harder on the front end but the competition is the same. It's not like I am at a disfavored position because someone else gets better shipping. It's across the board because that's one thing you can't negotiate on is shipping. There's a certain range and it's expected. It's this weird thing in international commerce mm-hmm. where shipping always tends to be within the same range. That's why if you notice UPS and FedEx, the prices are always comparable. Why is that? Why doesn't one of them come out and say, man, we're just going to undercut and crush the competition to high volume at thin margins. I, I could not tell you it's a cultural thing, but they they just don't. And so because of that, it's an even playing field, which means the opportunity is the same for you as it is for me, as it is for anyone. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's exactly right. You know, what, what is, everybody, you listen to the VIP show with Seth Kanip. Um, what a, an amazing conversation, man. Tell me, you know, what is the one thing that people can change today? this month, this year, man, to just get them out of the funk, get them out of the, you know, maybe they're going through something, anxiety, depression. How can people just, this is just like a personal advice, right? Like what do they need to do to get, to get back on the, on the grind and, and, and and start living the life that they deserve to live. Yeah. So as I told you, as we discussed earlier, Jose, I've trained over 10,000 people. Some of those people have not succeeded. Some of them have succeeded. Many of them are millionaires today, dozens. And that is an understatement. And what I found across the board is those who have succeeded, whether after a year of doing this, they're at 500 profit a month or 5 million a month. It doesn't matter. What matters is there's one thing true of all the ones who succeed. And that is this. They believe they will get to their goal no matter what it takes. They believe they have what it takes. They don't blame the economy. They don't blame mom or dad. They don't blame their neighborhood. They take ownership and say, look, 
because I've been beaten down, that just makes me stronger. And I love, as I shared with you before, David Lopez's story came over here from a very difficult place, a communistic country where he felt very oppressed. He got to America. He's living in his car. He's working for McDonald's. He became a millionaire last year. He's my third student. He lives in Miami. <laughs> and he's just one of many examples I can share with you. Um, Patrick, he did 16 million at 42% profit margin in the last 12 months on Amazon. He does more. If I just look at my personal Amazon stores, he does better than I do. Like, it, and, and that brings me, I'm a little jealous, but that brings me joy. I like to see that. And what's true of all these people, I don't care where they came from, what country, who they are, they believe they can do it. And I think that power is that's so empowering. Like, I'm going to take ownership. I'm going to make this happen. If I fall, it's my fault. If I make a million dollars, that's also my fault. <laughs> and I love that. It's true. Yeah, love, that's, oh, man, wow. That's, it, it's such a simple concept, but it, it's sometimes yeah. harder to put into into 100%. It's like a muscle, right? You just have to continue sort of. You got to continue to just work, working it out. Uh, Seth, thank you so much, man, for, for doing this, man. I, I really mean it. Um, where can people find you if they want to, you know, learn, you know, more information about you? They want to maybe, you know, either have them, you know, you build the store for them or you train them how to do it. Where can they find you? JOD.com. So J standing for just. O standing for one and D standing for dime, jod.com. We have a ton of free information, training on their YouTube channel, blogs, you name it, it's all there. And there's an opportunity if they want to reach out to me directly, I always respond. If I can't, one of my staff will, but if they just go to jod.com, everything's there. Thank you, man. I appreciate you so much. You you already know jod.com. That's I mean, that's pretty easy. If you're looking to get your Amazon store built for you or you want to learn how to do it yourself, jod.com. You're listening to the VIP show. I'm Jose Testimonio, Seth Canip on the line. Thank you, brother. Um, let's do this again sometime soon, okay? All right. See you. Thank you, Jose. Thanks so much. You.